Hi, you're listening to a podcast brought to you by the teaching team at New Life in North Lincolnshire. New Life is committed to helping transform people and transform places through the love and power of Jesus Christ. We hope you, in some small way, will be blessed and transformed by this message. You guys are amazing. I love being here. It's a treat. It's so good. So, uh, if you don't know me, my name is Chris Duffett. Occasionally, I'm introduced as Chris Duffet. It's very posh. Um, I did did get to speak in India many years ago. And (laughs) the Bishop of Kolkata said, it's a real honour. We have the Reverend Chris Bucket with us for the day. So, I was Chris Bucket for a day. I didn't mind. It was fine. So, we're going to look at how to shine out hope. And in the most extraordinary way, I've had a bit of an illustration of that about an hour ago in a steam room. I'm staying in the most beautiful place. Thank you so much for treating me. It is just, oh, beautiful. And uh, I, I just thought, you know what, I just need to, to get down to the spa, maybe have a, a swim. And I'm in the steam room, and no joke, I'm sitting there in my trunks with my hands out like this, praying for this morning. And the door just goes, Pacha! It just, someone just runs through the door and she goes, Whoa, that was cold. Whoa, I've just had a cold shower. And I'm like, Oh, are you right, love? She goes, Oh, I just did that cold thing. I've been in the sauna. I just did that cold thing. And then she asks, You know what you're doing? She clocks that I'm a follower of Jesus. And I, and I really want to get the point across. So I say, You know what? Um, when I was 17, I became a Christian and it changed my life. And she said, I'm having that right now. And I'm thinking, what, in the steam room? I'm like, Lord, what are you doing? And I'm, I'm thinking, I can't properly see her. And, and I'm thinking, what's going on? Her life's changing, right? And then she starts to pour out and pour out and pour out. And I'm getting hot, as in... I need to get out. I think, I'm going to pass out. It's get, and I'm sweating. And I, but she's pouring out her heart. Such mess that has gone on. Eventually, I have to say, listen, love, I'm going to have to get out. I'm just getting too hot here. And we stand by the pool. And for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, she's pouring out, pouring out. Tears falling down her face as she shares what has gone on. And I find myself saying this. Your story is going to be someone's rescue plan. Because she says, I know God is with me. And I look at her and go, you're you're a walking miracle. And she's standing there in her bikini by the pool and I'm in my trunks and I'm looking at her. Look, you, you are a walking miracle. She goes, I know, I should be dead. I've tried to end my life plenty of times. I say, you've got something people need. And she's going to write out her story. By the way, when she visits again, uh, uh, she's going to come and visit. She, she said she wants to visit. It was such an illustration of what hope does. You see, what you and I have got is so precious. People desperately need us to shine out with hope. So I want to remind you, why are we doing this? To be light. To be a light, to make a light. Be one, to make one. 
Imagine it. 2021, each one of us brings someone to Jesus. However we do it. The gifts that we've got, using what we bring someone to Jesus. We bring the hope that we have. You know, those who hope most, influence most. Those who have the hope, and you and I have an everlasting, eternal hope rooted in Jesus. And we influence most those around us who lack. In this storm of COVID, we've been people who've journeyed with our neighbours, our friends around us, but we have hope. Yes, we've suffered. Yes, we've gone through loss and pain. But yet we have hope. So I want to remind you of the challenge of this Illuminate weekend and me journeying with you this year. Is that you will regularly pray for non-Christian friends. You'll regularly talk to others about your story You'll regularly share God's story and invite people into your story here. Oh, you have blessed me this weekend. <laughs> and Joe, you have blessed me. And so far this weekend, I've seen, um, I've seen like little miracles spark out in people. And Joe, you've kindly agreed to share what happened yesterday to you. Can we give it up for Joe? Woo! I was so worried I was going to fall as I went up there. <laughs> I'm just buzzing. I couldn't go to sleep till early morning from yesterday afternoon. And I'm still buzzing. And it's just amazing. And thank you so much. Um, so yesterday we came and I knew something inside me wanted to stay for the afternoon. I knew it would be a challenge. And as the service went on in the morning, lots of stuff happened that I could have quite easily legged it out the door and gone home. And I'm like, no, you're not going to drive me away. I'm staying. And then, so we stayed for the afternoon and to go out and to share things or try and connect with people um, that we meet. So Neil and I headed off to Central Park and we had cards to give out or we had a sign that said, um, share your worries if we wanted to sit on a bench. But I paint rocks and they're encouragement rocks so they're all varnished and I usually hide them wherever I go but I felt challenged to find the right person and give them yesterday so I'm walking around and three times I see this man and he's got a look of rejection he's with his little girl he's he's not paying any attention to her he just she's playing he's like yeah. and I, I said it's him so I gave him a stone and I said, I paint rocks. I feel I've got to give this to you. And he looked at it and he said, you have no idea what this means. Thank you so much. And I was like, do you want to share anything? And he went, no. Do you want me to pray for you? And he went, no. I said, well, bless you anyway. And he said, thank you so much. That was it. I was on a roll then. Um, we spoke to a, an elderly couple. We just sat and started chatting to them. And the man went towards Neil with his conversation. The man was really poorly. His wife, they had carers and his wife was struggling. And his 
their daughter had died and we chatted for them for ages and then we said can we pray for you and they said yes and I was like oh my god what am I gonna say so but we prayed for them and the more we did it the more we contacted people and spoke to them and just said hi and started up a conversation it was it was amazing we shouted ice creams at the ice cream van so anyone that came for an ice cream we bought them an ice cream like what are you doing this for so we just want to bless you. We're on New Life. We're all around here trying to find people and connect with people. And we just want to bless you and, and hope you have a great weekend. They're like, oh, wow, thanks. And then finally, my last stone, I'm walking back to church. And I'm thinking, I've got a stone in my pocket. I've got a stone in my pocket. And Chris is going to say, I told you to get rid of them. And I haven't got rid of it. I'm going to have to tell him I didn't get rid of it. And there was two ladies sat a metre apart talking. And I went, I'm going to go to them. Ooh. And I felt pushed. So I'm stood in front of these ladies and said, I'm really sorry. Um, I've painted encouragement stones. I have one here. Is there anybody in your life you think needs this stone? Totally out my comfort zone. One lady was, nope, I don't know anyone. And the other lady, there was a pause and just something in her eyes. And she said, my brother's wife has just died. And she's took the encouragement rock for her brother to encourage him to carry on. So if you've not been, and hopefully if Chris and Casey come again, please stay, because I would never have done this without. So my T-shirt says empowered, and I bought it because I thought, yeah, God empowers me. Yeah, no. he does. After, after yesterday, God empowered me. Definitely. Yes. Definitely. Love that. Thank you. <laughs> Wonderful. Joe, thank you. You said it had been life-changing doing that. You know, when we fish and we follow, we learn. And, and we learn from the, the one who fishes and calls us to, to follow him. And to hear your story has encouraged me to see that boldness. The barrier to the good news, it isn't out there, it's in here. And Jim yesterday shared a word that he felt the Lord speak to him about those turning away from battle. But as you pondered it, and it was quite a bizarre verse, wasn't it? About those with arrows and, and, and bows and arrows turning away from the battle. You felt that the battle was in our heads. That somehow we've got it in our heads that people don't need what we've got. We know it's good, but it's good for me, but not for you. And the lie, that's a lie of the enemy who would say, no, don't. Don't do that. So to have that push, Joe, to, I've got these two. I usually hide them, and they're good, and they're wonderful. But to bring it, I just wonder about that man who said, I have no, you have no idea what this means to me. What was going on in his life? What miracle has happened in him because of that step of obedience? I know your heart would have been pounding, but you went and did something new when we fish and we follow, we grow, we are made. The challenge that Jim felt for us and you shared as we tucked into our pizza was that the battle needs dealing with in our heads. Not out there. Because people need what we've got. And when we share it, whew, hearts are opened as I walked into town with Jake. And this, oh, he looked so cool pushing his his push chair and I was like mate we're just offering to pray for people do you want to pray for us like do you want us to pray for you and he stopped and he went oh yeah yeah 
Yeah, and he showed us his little one sleeping in the pram and asked us to pray for her and her brother. And we stood and we prayed. Open hearts, a longing to have what we have as followers of Jesus. So in the word of God, we've got this wonderful encouragement to be people of hope. And it comes from 1 Peter 3.15, perhaps the most famous verse on evangelism. And it simply says this, always be, pre- be prepared to give the reason for the hope that you've got. Always be prepared to give the reason for the hope that you've got. That's the middle bit of the verse. The first bit says this. Set apart Christ Jesus as Lord of your hearts. And always be prepared to give the reason for the hope that you've got. And then the last part, it says this. And do that with gentleness and respect. So we're going to unpack this first because I believe it gives us keys to shining hope. Hope. So what is hope? I want to remind you that hope is the active, positive expectation of something in the future. It's the active expectation of future blessings as the fulfillment of God's covenant faithfulness through Jesus for us. It's that hope that does not disappoint, is poured into us. As Bill Johnson says, it's the joyful anticipation of good. Do you get that? The joyful anticipation of good, that the goodness of God is coming after me, is running after me, despite the heartache, the pain of the storm of COVID, the goodness of God is running after me. And the hope that we have, that steadfast God is good hope, is yours and it's mine. So there are three keys that I want to remind you of. Because I know you love Jesus. You might have loved him for a long time. You might have been brand new to this. Or you might not be sure. But these three keys are simply surrender, preparation, and attitude. Surrender, preparation, and attitude. It reminds me of that wonderful life shape that many uh, churches up and down the country use of the up, in, and out. See, many of us don't have the, the outward focus of shining out hope. And we've had the inward focus. A friend of mine describes it like this. It's a bit like someone who may suffer with asthma. As they are trying to breathe, they breathe in and in and in and in. But they're not able to breathe out. And the shining out of hope helps us to breathe in deeply and breathe out of what we've got. Freely you've received, so freely give. Freely give it. Because you're going to receive more. Give it. More. Give it. And that look up of worship, this is all for the glory of God. So shining out hope 
It is the overspill of our inner life, our trust in and our love for Jesus. You know, evangelism can never be a thing, a pattern, a methodology, a, a thing that we take off the shelf and go, oh yeah, I'll do that, that might work. It has to overflow of our love for Jesus. We do this because we love Jesus and we want others to love Jesus. My job description got completely changed by my son when he was nine. His teacher asked him, what does your dad do? And he sat in the classroom and he was like, oh. Um. She's like, I'll come back to you. 20 minutes later, she comes back. So, what does your dad do? He goes, well... My dad, he helps people love Jesus. The simplicity. It's like, in all that I do, yeah, I'm having that. A child, my son, saw, that's what I do. I help people love Jesus. But if I don't love Jesus, how can I help others love Jesus? How can I give what I haven't got? And surrender to Jesus is so key for us. Surrendering to him, set apart, Peter says. Set apart. Set him apart as Lord of your hearts, in your core. That surrender in your core. Your core being where if someone was to cut you through, they would say, oh, you surrender to Jesus. You know John who put his... His ear on the chest of Jesus when they had a meal together. That same John who heard the heartbeat of Jesus as they ate of the bread and they shared the wine and they celebrated the Passover. Um, that same man laid on the floor as if he was dead when he met, resurrected Jesus. And he describes him in the most awesome way. He's lying on the floor as if he's dead because he meets the risen Christ, the one who, who every, every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess that is Lord. The one who is coming. The one who everyone will see is Lord. The one whose name is highest above every other name. This Jesus. The Jesus who we know so beautifully well as our friend. Is the Jesus we need to surrender to as God. If you've been serving an almighty God and you need to serve an almighty Jesus, would you turn? Would you turn and surrender everything? Everything to Him. Because if we haven't surrendered every aspect of our lives, all for you, Jesus, all, then how can we bring hope to those around us? If you want to shine out hope, surrender. Surrender to him. You've heard the story, I'm sure, of the Vikings who heard the good news of Jesus and in the baptism waters would hold up their 
fighting arm because they refused to give up their arm to fight, to hold the sword. And they would hold it above the waters. But when we're baptized, we declare we are dead. The waters symbolize death. We're buried. And we rise anew as Jesus, as Lord. So if Jesus isn't Lord of all, he isn't Lord at all. Do you get that? He, to be Lord is, well, you're boss of everything, right? Everything. I surrender it. So what is it? As I'm talking, what is it that you're thinking, oh, can't give that up. I know about that in my heart. What is it you need to submit to him and say at my core, my very being, it's yours. Secondly, uh, Peter reminds us this is about preparation. You know, always be prepared. So what's your story? <laughs> Do you know it? Because if you're prepared with the story that you've got of Jesus meeting with you as he has met with you. We heard yesterday morning the from and two stories, the from misery to joyfulness. I wonder if a couple of us could just shout out our from and two stories. Could you feel brave to do that? Lost from lost to loved, beautiful. From darkness to light, anymore. Beautiful, from insecurity to security. Our stories are powerful. These stories, if we're prepared, if we know, actually, this is what Jesus has done. I need to remind myself. I'll write it down. I'll talk about it with my friends. Because when I'm sitting in a steam room, or when I'm sitting in a, on the bus, or when I'm bumping into someone, and someone says, how come? What's going on? How come you go to New Life? The story can tumble out of, this is why. So what is it? What is your story? I want you to think about what is it that you could pass on that, that will make someone go, oh, I see that. I see it. You've got something. Yesterday, standing with some of you as you shared your stories as we spoke, seeing Jesus in you. He lives in you. It's not just an idea. Oh, that'd be nice. He literally lives in you and seeing him in you. Oh, it, there's nothing like it. Like Sarah said, you can't buy this. <laughs> you can't. The joy of seeing the risen Lord Jesus by his spirit in you, and that is what others will see. Even in that mist of the steam this morning, something was seen as I gently spoke of what I have. Lastly, um, it's about attitude. <laughs> you know what, if we... If we 
If we don't love people, we've got a problem. I know people can be difficult. You might be sitting next to someone thinking, they are so annoying. Just check in, yeah? Okay. <laughs> Just clock in. But our attitude, you see, Peter says it needs to be one of gentleness and respect. I think about the... Uh, <laughs> the sunflower seeds that are planted. Um, I was asking people to plant in the city centre of Peterborough. And I was working with a student from Bethel uh, School of Supernatural Ministries from California, or as our friends like to call it, Hogwarts. And, um, and we were just in the... In, and she was a bit bored, because I was just like saying to people, hi, come and plant a sunflower. It's a free gift. Come on, have a sun... She was like, no. Come on, let's write some words of knowledge. Uh, I was like, okay. So she wrote words of knowledge on the pot plants. And I was like, hey, are you doing like a pile of them? She's like, yeah, God knows. I was like, okay. And uh, this lady came along with her friend. She didn't look well. She came along with her friend. She goes, what are you doing? I was like, oh, I'm giving out sunflower seeds to remind people that they're loved, God's love for them. And as you see it grow, his love never ends. She's like, I'm a witch. I was like, oh, right, okay, tell, well, what, what, what do you do then? She tells me all about how she's a witch and it's proper. And uh, she says, you know, we don't really like Jesus. I was like, hey, do you want a sunflower seed? And uh, she goes, yeah, all right then. And I say to my friend who's written the words of knowledge, Carissa, would you, would you pass me a sunflower seed? Because I knew that it was going to be something like, turn from your wicked ways, woman. You know, I just knew. I just knew it. This, is, this word's going to get her. And uh, I, I didn't even look at it. I was like, here you go. Put it in her hand. She went, grace? What does that mean? I said, well, um, that, that's the undeserved gift. From God for you, of Jesus. She said, I haven't heard that before. Can you, can you explain a bit more? So I explained more about how Jesus was given for her. Given. My attitude, um, it got a right slap that afternoon. As I shared grace. I wonder, what, what's your attitude to those who look very different to you? Those who are pierced up, tattooed up. Who you might think, really? Could they have what I've got? Those who uh, perhaps are from other countries who live near you. What's your attitude? Does there need to be gentleness and respect for us to shine hope, we need to be people who pour out love. Pour out love. I think of the young Muslim man who walked into the church building as I looked after a group of young people. I was sending them out to give out 500 donuts. <laughs> and I was shouting out things like, can you stop eating those donuts? <laughs> uh, do you mind wiping the sugar off your face? And uh, it, was, it was crazy. And it was busy. And uh, I had 
all these young people, 500 donuts, trays, donuts on the floor. And I was like, no, don't put them back on the tray. What are you doing? And a young Muslim lad walks into the church building and he's with an older man. And he makes a beeline for me. He goes, excuse me, have you got a minute? I go, mate, no, look, I'm looking after these young people. Really sorry. He goes, it won't take long. I said, okay, just wait here. And I send off the young people to give out the donuts. They all came back. No one died. It was good. Um, he goes, and, and I'm like looking at, you know, come on, what, what is it? He goes, well, do you like believe in demons? I wasn't expecting that question. I was like, oh, right, um, well, yeah, are you troubled by some evil spirits? He goes, well, at night, I can't sleep. I fear um, that my dad is going to die. And I say, um, I've got some good news. And we open up the scriptures. And I said, there is one who commands all demons to flee, and they flee. And that is the Lord Jesus. And we look at the scriptures together. And I'm again humbled by, I'm busy. By my lack of gentleness and respect for this man. Who I thought was going to ask me about the history of the building. He, he, his second question was, do you believe in life after death? And we look at John 3.16 together. He's never seen it. He's never. And I, I turn to his dad and I say, can I, can I say a blessing over your son? He goes, yeah, yeah. Can I put my hand on, on your chest? He says, yeah. And I say a blessing over him, and I say amen, and he says, excuse me, what is that sweetness? I said, well, what do you mean? He said, it, it's here. It's peace. I say, that, that is Jesus. He took two steps back, and he started to weep, and he said, Jesus. With me, here. I was busy with donuts and sending young people out. My attitude was not good. And he said, God has sent me to you today. I wasn't ready for God to send anyone to me. I, honestly, I was busy. And I was busy doing ministry. <laughs> God has sent me to you today. I share these stories because we need our attitudes to be in check. That love for those around us. I wonder what is it that you need to lay before Jesus now? What is it that you need to give him? I want to invite you to pray with me for the Holy Spirit to work on our hearts so that we can shine out hope. Would you stand if you are able? And we're going to welcome 
the Holy Spirit to come cause us to surrender the things that we need to surrender some of us have turned up this morning feeling ashamed we've done stuff that we we feel yucky about and we've we've looked at stuff online we've we've messed up again (laughs) but we surrender that to Jesus would you surrender it us to surrender our very lives to you so that we can be people of hope. Come and show us where our attitudes have been wrong and we need to turn from them uh, for our neighbours, for those who have caused us grief. Lord, would you turn our attitudes that you need to the stuff that you need to lay down help us God let us surrender to you for those of us who have turned up this morning and have thought you know this is nice but it's not for me Come Holy Spirit and show us that we are people of hope. Would you reveal to us the treasure that is in us? The rescue that you have done in us. Come Lord Jesus. Show us how you want to use us because you love to use us. Thanks for listening to this message from New Life in North Lincolnshire. To find out more, do visit us online at newlifechurch.uk or why not pay us a visit? We'd love to see you.